Fortune and Strife features subjects which can be uncomfortable for a general audience, such as the use of drugs and alcohol, poor treatment of people of different classes or cultures, adult situations, psychological trauma, deprivation, survival, natural disasters, and violence. Listener discretion advised. In addition, these next few episodes of the show contain cultural and historical content based upon the peoples of Asia and the Far East. We are coming at this from a place of respect and genuine interest and a love of these cultures, places, and history. We may not get it 100% right all the time, and we ask you to bear with us and give us the benefit of the doubt, and we would let us know when we get it wrong. We want to be an ally in dispelling Orientalism that has affected the Asian and Middle Eastern communities around the world. Welcome to Fortune and Strife. I am Robert, or Bayoshi Shinichi, and I'll be your host and narrator. I am Chini, and I am playing Doji Gen. I am Tyler, and I am playing Akoto Ricci. Hi, I'm Eric Chalk, and I will be guesting in as Ide Minato. Let's play some L5R in the Burning Sands. Uh, Akoto-san, is, will, will, this, will this armor do for you as uh, some of the uh, attendants and... Uh, you know, the uh, what do you have known to be kind of attendant shop workers in the past and have turned out to be uh, low ranking uh, uh, G Zamurai within the Unicorn Clan come and uh, offer to uh, replace your armor with some uh, some lacquered armor more befitting a uh, a battlefield commander and a, a man going into war than the uh, the 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 dented uh, and uh, uh, cut up and uh, just just awfully beaten uh, Ashigaru armor that you've been wearing since your time in Rokugan through the, through the sands, uh, through the, your teleportation, just, uh, and uh, through uh, conflicts here with the, uh, uh, with the locals, it, it might be time for uh, you to uh, put that to rest and let them uh, uh, help you out here. And, you know, it is a, a very generous offer, um, but uh, Richie's going to, uh, to just, wave his hand a little bit and say, uh, no, this armor's done well enough for me. We want to stay light during this uh, upcoming skirmish. So uh, I very much appreciate the offer and the concern, uh, but this armor's done well for me, and I see no reason to change it out so far. Very very well, then. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, pack this back up, then. Uh, but uh, do do be careful out there. Remember that we're all we're all depending on you. Oh yes, the gravity of the situation still uh, still weighs upon me. <laughs> and uh, kind of with that, uh, Utaku Anjin kind of strides forward uh, uh, to uh, from the uh, caravan as it's uh, breaking camp and getting everything packed up and everyone's gearing. You know. Uh, your armor has seen better days. It it very much has. Uh, thanks to Doji's ministrations, it's it's holding up fairly well. Uh, and I'd like to carry this armor back into Rokrion if possible. Wearing it, if I can. Do you need someone to take a look at it then? See if they might be able to uh, get it back to rights. No, I trust Doji's skill with the needle as much as uh, I do with her words. Well, fair enough then, fair enough. So, everything that's been going on, I've been thinking a lot about what we've 
talked about when it comes to my mother and you witnessing her her deeds on the battlefield and well i'm i'm supposed to be the one of the best they they have here is for defending others but i'm not much of a of a commander of a leader i've never led forces in a thunderous uh charge to victory or anything like that partly in due to my mother's reputation back home but also in my duties here within the burning sands having to clandestinely maintain our cover within the uh, the caliphate and um well you've seen it you've 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 witnessed it You've told me that she committed great deeds in battle, that she led honorable charges of warriors to heights of glory that, well, I can never hope to attain with the position that I have here. And what I'm trying to say is that perhaps this will suit you better than it has me she hands you a uh well it's a it's a fabric bundle uh, in a way to think of it it's uh kind of reminds you of the way that people would store in uh Kenobi, but then a few moments later you put it together that this is a sashimono just wrapped around a uh a, a central dowel kind of like a a, a bit of a uh, oversized scroll you know, I was wondering how this was going to work, uh, but we this will this should help out uh, at least guide the the caravan along and and guide the forces along on on who's uh, doing this. So I I will graciously accept this uh, uh, for for this battle. No, I I I think if you wear this in this battle and. You get us through this. It is it is yours. My mother gave that to me when I attained the uh, the rank here of Master of Arms for the Caravan. But uh, I think it'll suit you better as a commander for those to to see a unicorn banner waving to know where their commander is. This has been in your family for generations now. Uh, well, at there, least... There's no way I can take this. It's only been at least one or two. She had it uh, made when she fought against your clan years ago. Not like it's a, an heirloom or anything like that. But this is something that, that reminds you of her. Uh, this it's, it's I, 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 again, I will use this for this, uh, this uh, skirmish but I will I will return it back to you uh, when we are in Rokugan. We make it back to Rokugan. We can discuss it then. I I appreciate it. And uh, in the meantime, uh, here and uh, let me let me let me at least help you affix it to uh, to your uh, your dough to your uh, to your breastplate. And that would be very much appreciated. So she has the uh, small, it's, uh, it should be bamboo poles, but it seems to be some other uh, 
uh, thin light wood that the, they've uh, used here in the burning sands uh, that she's brought with her and she shapes it into the uh, kind of traditional uh, uh, kind of pull with a uh, crossbar at the top uh, your your armor has uh, kind of a uh, a bit of a ring in the back to help secure it uh, there uh, or at least to uh, keep it centered and she takes some uh, uh, silk cord and ties it around to your shoulders and across the back secures it there and then uh, as you kneel down and she uh, unwraps and unrolls the sashimono off its dowel and places it upon the uh, uh, the poles there and uh, yes you are now uh, outfitted with a unicorn otaku sashimono here uh, kind of depicts a uh, a unicorn uh, mon followed by a uh, kind of the blank otaku one and as you stand back up and uh, take uh, your your place among on your horse and ride towards uh, the cohort the sun catches it and you hear Anjin give a gasp as the uh, the light uh, kind of catches it and even in the still air of the of the encampment here on the uh, on the desert uh, road, uh, it seems that a, a a small wind kind of catches to the the sashimono, and but I mean unfortunately it's right behind you. You can't see the the transformation, but Anjing is witness to it as well as some of the other unicorn amongst the camp as. The colors shift and it uh, changes from the blank Utaku Mon beneath the unicorn to the uh, Mon of the Okoto. It now bears the dual clan uh, colors and shapes and iconography of your family and the unicorn clan as a whole. And people are now in awe and reverence by this miracle they've witnessed with their own eyes as the ink and colors and paints used to decorate the sashimono now seem to move with a life of their own as the spirits within take uh, take shape and acknowledge your presence as commander of these forces. You feel a surge of both confidence but also desire for to do battle you feel the confidence of Akoto but also the quiet stillness of the Otaku the uh, fiery rage of the Matsu the passion of the Shinjo it's these thoughts and ideas come merging into your head you are filled with fleeting images and in words and uh, voices for just a few moments your imagination but you you kind of hear the the words of commanders and times past and soldiers acknowledging orders and you uh you feel as if you're ready. 
or at least you hope you are. If you can live up to these uh, thoughts that fill your head. <sighs> Thank you, Itaki-san. I think, I think it is time. I, I, I think you're right. I think it is, I think it is our time. And she is filled with um, confidence and, or at least an assuredness that wasn't there before. Uh, she no longer seems worried and distant and upset as she was before, despite her conflict, uh, conflicts with uh, Ide Lear and everything that has been going on in the past of her family, as well as this entire situation. She seems ready and capable and determined as if she wasn't before, and as if a, uh, she can stand up straighter than she had before the defeatist uh, that uh, nature that had kind of overtaken her uh, since you've, you know, pretty much met her in the uh, uh, streets of the, uh, of the city of, uh, of books. Alzawira has, uh, has just evaporated from her. All right. Let's mount up. All right. And with that, get to our mass battle. All right, so you are going to start on one end of the sand road and you are trying to make it to the other side without getting overwhelmed by the pursuing forces of the caliphate. From the uh, the uh, spear of the prophet, the vanguard of the, uh, uh, the sultan's forces is in hot pursuit. You've already uh, fought them off in a uh, short skirmish some, uh, some short time ago. And you realize you got to make uh, make as good a time as you can. Um, they have identified a uh, a pass that they would like to try and get to before they are overrun or surrounded by the uh, forces of the uh, of the caliph. So we're gonna we're gonna try and maneuver that way. You guys are gonna start on the map here on the. Eastern, sorry, on the western side, and try to make your way east as quickly as possible. And the uh, the Caliphate forces will move on to the map starting next turn. So with mass battles, things are a little different, and we're going to be using the new rules from Fields of Victory for battle zones. So they're going to be even even newer and even more different. Or, 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 um, if that's going to uh, make any real sense there. So in mass battles, things are going to work uh, quite a bit differently. Um, first off, we have to state who are our commanders. For the uh, spear of uh, the uh, of, of the prophet, it is going to be led by uh, Monsir, the uh, uh, the defender of the prophet. He is going to be uh, the overall commander of uh, the forces arrayed against you. He's going to have the responsibility of making strategic decisions and uh, and kind of uh, dictating the the flow of battle, as it were. Um, 
with uh, Richie, you have been uh, nominated to be the commander of the Unicorn Forces in place of uh, Liru or Anjing, as uh, we uh, we dealt with uh, with last time. In addition to that, we need to know who is going to play uh, leaders under you or your kind of your sub commanders. Uh, in this case, that's going to be Monato and again, and uh, the sub commanders are less important. They're going to just be fairly basic NPCs. I haven't really named them just yet, but they're going to be the leaders of uh, cohort one and cohort two. Effectively, I haven't come up with the, uh, the full names. I want to give the uh, those forces just yet, but uh, if I do, I'll let you know. Um, so with that, uh, everyone's going to have a cohort. Uh, a cohort is just a sub part of the army. It's uh, your your forces under you. Uh, each person doesn't need to worry about uh, controlling their own individual cohort or what its stats are or things like that, uh, because effectively everyone is the same. Uh, the army is uh, fairly uniform, as it were, uh, although armies at this time were, you know, slightly varied and whatnot. It's not as regimented as kind of more modern militaries are. But uh, even still, for the most part, you have, you know, light infantry, heavy infantry. Those guys are going to each be kitted out uh, differently, but, uh, and, and fairly similarly, but they might have individually different, uh, weapons, you know, someone in a light infantry might want to use a sword versus a spear and whatnot. for the most part. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's less important. Individual weapons is, is less important as much as it is. What is the, the overall, you know, kind of vibe of that unit's going to be. And then even from that, uh, it's all about the army, uh, the army as a whole, we set up our, uh, our roles will be mustered uh, for you guys. Uh, you have a strength of your army of 58 and a discipline of 52. Meanwhile, the uh, the forces uh, for the uh, Spear of the Prophet, they have a strength of 80. Uh, just they can pull out, they can pull together just so many more men uh, than than you can. So they, they have almost a third more uh, strength uh, than you do. Uh, but unfortunately, in the hurry to get things together and the competing politics within the Sultan's court and the confusion over just what is going on, because this is happening just so quickly, that when they had to uh, muster, they were only able to get a discipline of 13. So their forces are confused, disorganized, uh, distrustful of each other, or at least not used to working together. Um, everyone's been kind of thrown together ad hoc. And this vanguard force is... While moving quickly, they're 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 not all they don't have it all together there. Um, so that is at least an advantage that you guys have uh, is that uh, with a uh, discipline of fifty, it's a lot harder to break your force because you know that uh, you know there's nowhere else for you to run. You have to get back to Rokugan. You guys are also much more cohesive as a cultural group, uh, and uh, everyone is here working together to. Uh, to save to save their own uh, their own lives and to, to return home. So yeah, the discipline is discipline is high and discipline is good. It's going to be much harder to break your forces than it is theirs, uh, at least in in that regard. That is the strength of the Rokugani will. There you go. Yes, through pure strength of will, we will uh, carry ourselves to victory, uh, which is good. There's a couple of ways that you're going to do damage in mass battles. Uh, so when armies clash and fight, uh, like I said, you're not worrying about your own individual cohorts and the army attacks as a whole. So let's say that if Doji Gen and her cohort uh, engages one part of the army 
uh, and does, you know, so much damage there. And then Monado does another attack over there and does, uh, uh, you know, X amount of damage. And Ricci then hits him for a third time. Well, all those damages add up to do damage to the whole of the Caliphate's army. So you would do attrition equal to all three of your attacks, whatever your uh, uh, damage happened to be. And then that would all be uh, added together. You get your attrition uh, added up. And if attrition ever exceeds their um, strength at the end of a round of mass combat, the army routes in a panic. Everyone turns and flees. People are able to run each other down, uh, trampled by their own forces or the enemy, stabbed in the back, uh, all that uh, terrible things that happen in a disorganized route. Um, the enemy uh, flees and everyone in the army takes a uh, level uh, severity 12 crit, which is bad. Means if you get no successes, that is dying in three rounds. It's rough. Uh, you don't want that. Um, with that, uh, there's an uh, alternative way to try and win a mass battle. You can get your panic or their panic to exceed their discipline. If panic exceeds the discipline of an army by the end of a round of mass combat, uh, in that case, uh, then the army goes into a morale collapse and everyone no longer trusts each other. They're not willing to stick their neck on the line to go face each other in combat or charge the enemy. And they just kind of stand back and aren't really willing to do anything. And they're willing to let the enemy walk away if the enemy is willing to let them walk away. Enemy NPCs and PCs can just leave. And no one, no one takes any crits. Uh, and uh, the side that uh, th suffered morale collapse loses and the other side wins the day. And... Uh, every, everyone can go home, as it were. Uh, then there's a third way to win, which is by um, uh, strategic victory, which is where you are able to secure uh, enough uh, strategic objectives over the uh, map and to force the enemy to uh, leave or uh, surrender just because you have strategically outmaneuvered them by seizing key locations, fighting positions, castles, uh, surrounding them, just outmaneuvering them in general. Um, those are the three ways that you can win and lose a mass battle. But it's all about what you're doing to the army as a whole. So effectively think of it as if you are all commanding one character, the army, and the army is taking damage and doing things, um, and you all share the same body, as it were, when it comes to the army. Uh, so it's less about your, your individual stuff than it is what uh, the army can do. But what can you do as an individual? Well, you can lead people into uh, actions with your cohort. Um, cohorts uh, can have sometimes special abilities, which can allow them to do different things, such as the uh, cavalry uh, cohort can do additional panic when attacking and uh, also can uh, leave combat without taking uh, panic by uh, retreating because cavalry can make hit and run attacks. And that's the uh, it's uh, it's real strength there, which is always nice. Um, I think that is the, some of the best descriptions I can give of cohorts and armies and the difference they're in and how you're going to use them. Um, there are fortifications, uh, in this case, uh, the fortifications aren't going to be big castles or whatnot. They're mostly going to be what they call outposts, uh, and or woods and defensive terrain. So sometimes like, uh, just rock formations in the desert, as well as, uh, um, uh, small urban uh, uh, areas that you can uh, take and try to hold a position. These uh, help by um, reducing the attrition that you take every turn that you are occupying them, as well as they give a difficulty value that the enemy has to exceed to push you out of it. Um, if you wanted to try and hold a defensive position. 
Um, let's see. Next thing to bring up would be strategic objectives. Uh, every turn of a mass battle, uh, the um, or at least at the start of a mass battle, I should say, a commander uh, or is going to pick a strategic objective. They have a couple of sample ones, like cut off the head, capture a position, seize victory, grind them down, draw them in, um, of different types of tactics that you can use. And while the strategic objective is on, it will say when it is fulfilled um, and what will happen when it is fulfilled. So let's just take a look at one here called uh, Cut Off the Head. Um, the commander calls for the army to corner and kill a particular enemy leader in the enemy force. Having identified the person as a serious uh, impediment to victory, the difficulty value to corner a particular enemy leader is better uh, in, in battle is equal to or uh, to is equal to their focus attribute. So that's how much uh, uh, momentum or successes you have to get to uh, track them down. How to achieve it? After a leader performs an attack action against an enemy leader's cohort, uh, the uh, army accrues three momentum points towards this objective. So uh, let's say they have a focus of seven that would require you to get uh, three of these uh, attack actions against uh, an enemy leader's cohort to wear them down to the point that you can get like at the enemy to uh, literally uh, cut the head off of an enemy commander. Uh, when the enemy accrues momentum points equal to or exceeding the val uh, difficulty value to corner the leader, the character who accrued the last momentum point may perform a finishing blow on the target uh, as if they were fighting in a duel. The objective can be fulfilled if one of the enemy's uh, leaders is able to kill the enemy leader in a clash uh, via the challenge action. And upon completion, when a leader completes a strategic objective against an enemy leader, the enemy uh, army suffers 10 panic. When a leader completes this objective against the enemy commander, the enemy army suffers 12 panic, sorry, 20 panic instead. Um, so, yeah, if you if you can, uh, you know, get in there and uh, kill a, uh, a cohort's leader or even the enemy commander, it's uh it's it's uh uh going to unsettle the uh the entire army as a whole for 10 or 20 panic is is pretty high especially when the uh the entire uh spear of the prophet has 13 and you have 52 you could see how killing Ricci would uh knock off 20 would give 20 panic uh right there if that was to happen uh which would be a big chunk almost half of uh your uh your entire uh, uh discipline there yeah, I'm, I'm um, going to need to help. Uh, I'm going to need help on preventing that. Yeah. So strategic objectives are uh, once you pick one, it stays in play until it is uh, completed, or at the beginning of another round, I believe uh, a commander can uh, choose to drop one and switch to another. Um, but they are kind of like ongoing status effects and objectives you're trying to complete, and when you do, uh, you get a extra special benefit out of it. So for initiative assessment, you'll be doing a TN1 command check in this regard. Um, it's going to be standard initiative after that. Um, you'll take turns. Each cohort can take an action and do their thing. Uh, but it will be commanders determine their order. So first uh, uh, phase two, the commander of the higher initiative result determines the army. Uh, if their army makes the first move or waits. If the commanders have the same initiative result, the one with the lower honor must uh, uh, have their army uh, make the first move. Uh, then starting with the army that makes the first move, the commander nominates one of their leaders who has not acted yet that round to act, alternating back and forth until all leaders have acted. Uh, so yeah, initiative is, is slightly different. It's it's um, commanders go, commanders nom nominate. Uh, so in this case, Richie would say, I'm going to go. 
all right, cool. Uh, Gen goes, all right, Monado goes. Um, and what whatnot. And it, it, uh, Rishi doesn't have to go first. He can also pick one of the, the U2 to go first. It could be uh, Gen, Monado, uh, and then Rishi. Uh, but the commander is the one who's going to now pick the initiative order uh, as things go. Uh, at the beginning of each round, each commander chooses a strategic objective for that round. Um, if they are not sure what to do, PCs uh, may make a TN tactics check to figure out what could be done to get the upper hand, all that good stuff. And uh, then we get into uh, some of the new special rules. So there is the challenge action that you can take, uh, which is going to be a way to um, get in and make a command check to challenge someone to a duel, a clash, uh, as it were. You can kind of uh, uh, get into uh, some of those uh, classic uh, samurai uh, fiction tropes of dueling a uh, enemy commander one-on-one -on, -one on the battlefield for who's going to uh, come out ahead and win. Um, very, uh, very popular one with the, uh, the crane and the kitchens in the Kikita love this stuff. This is what they live for and uh, die for. They wander through the battlefield and come up and, uh, challenge enemy commanders and heroes. Um, kind of the bread and butter is going to be the assault action. This is like strike action in a skirmish. It's going to be your basic way of attacking the enemy. Uh, it's an attack and movement action. That is a TN2 tactics check to lead your troops into, a, uh, into combat. Uh, where you will then do attrition uh, equal to uh, your ranks in command plus your bonus successes. So command is uh, going to be an important uh, trait here in uh, mass battle, as you would kind of expect it to be. Uh, the other uh, two key actions that are special to mass battles are going to be rally, where you command your troops to regroup and support an allied contingent. Uh, as a support action, you make a TN1 command check targeting one friendly leader's cohort, if you succeed, your uh, army removes one panic plus one additional panic per bonus success. And uh, if you succeed or fail, the target counts as having assistance. So this is how you can try to keep your uh, your panic low, uh, which is uh, probably going to be an action that the, uh, uh, the Spear of the Prophet takes uh, quite a bit here. And then there is Reinforce. You call upon your troops to dig in and hold a position at all costs. As a movement and support action, you make a TN2 tactics check to have your cohort dig in uh, at one chosen position. If you succeed, the TN of attack actions targeting you, uh, your cohort uh, increases by one plus one additional one per bonus success. The effect persists for one round. It's a lot like the guard action, but for yourself. And if you ch choose an unoccupied fortification or piece of terrain uh, this way, you are considered to be occupying it until, the, uh, you, until you narratively leave it or you perform an action other than challenge or reinforce. Um, so those are the key actions and uh, things. Oh, I forget. There is one new key action from Fields of Victory since we are using the um, the uh, combat zone, the, 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 the battle zones uh, rules, and that is going to be March. Um, before, you could pretty much move freely all over the battlefield in mass battles. Luckily, what they've done uh, is they've changed a little bit of that uh, with battle zones. And uh, you now have to take a uh, specific action to move and march you around the battlefield. So uh, march is like the maneuver action from a skirmish. As a movement action, you may reposition your cohort. Uh, you may make a TN3 command check to move further, uh, to move your cohort to it. So you can move one zone, perfectly fine. Just uh, move, pick up your, uh, your forces and move them over one, uh, one zone in the, uh, on the map. 
Uh, but if you want to move more, you can make a T and three command check. And if you made the command check and succeeded, you may then move your cohort one additional time to an additional zone plus one additional time for every three bonus successes. So, you know, if you were somehow able to get six successes on a command check, um, which I guess you could do with fire uh, more easily than others, uh, you can really start moving yourself around the board um, and uh, take advantage of all that, uh, that cool unicorn speed. Um, so I think that covers most of what we need to know about mass battles. I know it was a lot of information all at, uh, all at once, but it's good to just kind of get it out there, get it uh, in your minds, look where it was at in the books, and uh, we'll do our best to keep it in mind because this is probably one of the least used uh, uh, mechanics in the game or, or conflict types in the game. So it's uh, going to be new for a lot of people, but we'll, we'll do our best to keep it all straight. And with that, the unicorn mount their steeds, ready their weapons, get the caravan moving, get their carts all in order, and they start to move down the sand road. Friends and lovers embrace and uh, hope to see them again at the end of all of this, but no one, no one knows but uh, but the Kami at this point uh, what'll what'll happen at the end of the day. With that, let's go ahead and go with initiative in mass battles because, as I said, the commanders kind of choose the order of operations and who goes when and who goes where. Uh, the initiative is uh, simplified in that uh, just the commanders need to roll. So uh, we're going to go ahead and have uh, Nasir and uh, Ricci make their respective checks. This is going to be a TN1 command check. All right. I rolled on fire. Uh, so I had a fire of three and command of three. And uh, we'll keep this along with three successes and one strike. All right, sounds good. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I got two successes and two successes, two opportunities on an error assessment. Let's see here. Uh, Ricci, you have to disclose a disadvantage of your choice to uh, your old friend, uh, the defender of the uh, of the faith there, uh, old ones here. Ooh, okay. And that can be a uh, anxiety or an adversity. I think we're going to go with one that's a little more interesting. So he recalls that at one point there is in Rokugan, there is someone that is a sworn enemy against Ricci, uh, who is Ooh. also a failed tactician. Fair enough. I like that. A failed tactician as an arch nemesis. Um, and then for their other one, um, oh, what is your current strife? My current strife is eight. There we go. Current is, oh, is that because it just went up? Yeah. I just got the one strife from my initiative check. Got it. Okay. There we go. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, he, uh, he's able to determine that you're, uh, um, you know you're you're uh, kind of running hot, and uh, that you have a a tactician uh, rival back home in Rokugan. That uh, this is not going to be an easy battle with someone who is uh, experienced with going up against someone who has an analytical mind. All right, I like that. Uh, how about you? Did you have any opportunities you'd like to spend? No opportunities rolled. 
All right. Which is very uh, unfortunate. I had some ideas. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so uh, for this turn, uh, what would you like to do for your, uh, what do you call it? Uh, your strategic objective. Our strategic objective, I am planning on drawing them in. Uh, so for oh. uh, people that want to know what we're going to be planning, um, a, to draw them in, we have to uh, basically pull them into a certain location and then uh, get ready for a, a massive counterattack against the enemy. So what uh, the way we're going to do that is that every time they attack us and we suffer three or fewer casualties, uh, we get a momentum point. And uh, if we uh, successfully challenge or accept a challenge from uh, the enemy, uh, we also gain another momentum point. If we get uh, a number of uh, momentum points equal to the enemy commander's vigilance, the enemy will then suffer five panic and double all attrition the uh, army takes on the next round. Very cool. All right. Um, they are going to start with a, a grind them down. They're just gonna try and just overwhelm you with numbers at this point, and just uh, wear you wear you away as best they can. So with that one, um, the uh, enemy leader performs an attack action against the enemy leader's cohort. The enemy accrues one momentum point per casualty the enemy army suffers, effectively per uh, per per point of attrition that you take. Uh, fulfilled when the strategic objective is fulfilled after the army accrues momentum points equal to the enemy commander's uh, glory rank plus its ranks in command. Upon completion, when a leader completes this objective, the enemy suffers 10 panic. All right. So those are our objectives. Uh, just and as a note, mm -hmm. I have 72 glory currently oh, plus three ranks of command. They're going to need 10 momentum points to succeed. That is, uh, that is a lot. Yeah, uh, we're going to draw them in and then grind them down because we can get double attrition on them after uh, the draw them in. So uh, mm -hmm. this, uh, that's the, the one-two punch we're aiming for right now. There you go. All right. So uh, with that, uh, you all have the um, the first turn, effectively. Uh, Richie, you can determine uh, your initiative order. Okay. Uh, for our initiative, I want it to be... Uh, Gen, then Minato, then myself. There you go. All right. Uh, Gen. And, and we'll take the first move. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, my initial plan was, or, or my orders, were to take this very small unit of uh, Unicorn and be uh, running. Uh, to deliver our orders. So we are good ones to take the point on drawing them in because we look like bait. We will be charging off and making it apparent to everyone that we are uh, charging charging off and hoping that they follow us and lure us in. That's the goal. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, I plan on trying trying to march uh got it all right so march you can either uh get one zone or you can attempt to make the tn3 uh check to go multiple zones 
Um, yes. Yeah. I am going to march. And as a reminder, uh, as a reminder, we are in open terrain currently. Uh, so your TN is reduced by one on any movement based checks. Okay. Yes, because it's based on the terrain that you're in when you start the maneuver, not the one that you end in. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, then we will give it a shot to uh, march. And we are marching defensively because we do not want to be tripped off by anything else. And uh, maybe be somewhat reassuring to to Richie because he needs to keep it together. So let's see what how how I do. Okay, TN three command. Uh, TN two command because you're on a road. TN two. Okay, in Earth. I fail. Uh, do you have any um, advantages that might work here? Uh, not really. Yeah, it's like I know you have a horse, but I don't know if you have any horse riding or maneuvering uh, type advantages here. So um, I, I do not, and and my horse is very good, so I'm not quite able to do that. However, I do get. Uh, I do keep an opportunity. Okay. Okay. And uh, therefore, I will use my opportunity to uh, bring down Reese's strife by two. All right. Oh, that is appreciated. And, all right. And since I failed, I don't know if I can use this one, but if I failed, uh, I could potentially um, spend the other opportunity I got uh, to grant assistance to the next person doing something similar. Is that allowed? Absolutely, that's allowed. That yeah, yeah. The Gen might not have uh, got the uh, uh, the oomph and the uh, the the uh, the charge and the 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 speed out of her horses as she wanted, but uh, you know it's uh, spurring others on to realize that they they really got to uh, move if they're going to. Uh, Try and get as far as they want to. All right. Okay. So, so I will I will take the strife and yeah. two opportunities and spend one to bring down Richie's strife by two, and one to give assistance to the next person doing something similar. Excellent. And then you can uh, go ahead and move your cohort uh, one battle zone. All right. I will move my cohort one battle zone. This does take it into. Uh, I can keep it in the open terrain, so I guess I can do that. Absolutely, yeah. So, Ken so, uh, starts to maneuver, down, maneuver the down, the sand, down the sand road and starts to come upon a uh, a uh, a curve in the road, a bit of a uh, horseshoe bend that'll go around a small settlement uh, that seems to have mostly been abandoned out here in the desert. All right. So that was the first initiative. Uh, because we don't have any caliphate forces on the board just yet, uh, Richie, your second initiative for the uh, turn was to both go to Monado, I believe. Correct. All right, Monado, what would you like to do? Um, I would also like to march my forces and take advantage to get superior positioning on the map. There you go. All right, since you're the next one doing it, uh, you can go ahead and get assistance. So, um, 
Do you have commands uh, uh, skilled or unskilled uh, uh, again? I have skilled. All right, skilled assistance, which means you'll roll an extra white die and then uh, keep an extra die in total at the end. And I will do this with air. All or right. earth. With earth, okay. All right, do you have any advantages that might key in here for uh, maneuver or uh, horsemanship? Um, or command even? I don't think in this situation I do. Fair enough. All right. All right, so Edie Minato is going to take the smart tactical decision to try and get into some uh, more advantageous terrain before the enemy arrives on the map. Uh, they will get enough successes to move two range bands, but no opportunities. But they are going to go first to here, and then up to here to take this elevated terrain. Uh, that is recessed, I thought. Purple? Correct. Purple is recessed. Yeah. Light it just means that anything uh, targeting you while you're in there is easier. Uh, but if there's no enemies, then it should be fine. Well, I could have gone to here and then to here to get elevated, right? Absolutely. That oh, I will okay. do. And I'll right. end my turn. Richie. Your cohort. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and maneuver our way as well. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go into a small little confining area. Uh, so uh, Richie's going to start uh, guiding uh, his forces into the little canyon area uh, right ahead. All right. So that's just going to be a march for uh, for just one movement. Uh, you, don't even, you don't even have to yep, check for that. You we're not even going to roll. We're just going to march right on in. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you did that in water, you can take another additional action if you wanted that. It was checked. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, we're going uh, we're going to do that. We're going to do switch over to the water stance. We'll do the free march on in. And then for a check, we're going to reinforce this area. Let me make sure. Uh, so it is. Yeah, march is just a movement. And then uh, is reinforce. Uh, reinforce is movement and support. Never mind. Can't do that. Ah, that's what I was afraid of. I was like, is it movement also or not? Yeah. Uh, then you know what? Let's see. Can I make a tactics check against the enemy commander's vigilance to see uh, exactly what they're planning on doing? Absolutely. So I'm currently in water. Uh, and as a reminder, I still have this wound on my back. That is, uh, oh, you, you're still lightly wounded water. I'm still lightly wounded in water. So whatever the TN is, it's going to be plus one. Uh, all right. So, uh, you wanted to, um, what is the, you wanted to target their what again? Or like their vigilance. vigilance. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, my tactics versus their vigilance. And I'm trying to see what they're planning. Would you like to do this blind for a void point or would you like to know the TN? Uh, I'll know the TN on this one. Five. Okay, is that the four plus one, or is it five plus one? No, four plus one. Four plus one, perfect. So their vigilance is four. That's, uh, that is very helpful information for me. Absolutely. That's why you try to hide it by taking them with the void point. Well, I'm full on void right now. Yeah, 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 no. 
Which I mean, I guess you could have used it to uh, enhance this uh, this role here, but uh, I understand why you wouldn't. Sometimes that information is more valuable. You know what? I'm just going to do that. So my role was less than stellar, because uh, that's a that's a lot of strife I don't want to deal with at the moment, especially for the first round of this combat. So I'm only yeah. going to keep a single opportunity. There you are. All right. And the opportunity is going to uh, reveal itself as Richie just takes a little bit more of a a, a calming stance. He's, he's astride a unicorn uh, horse, uh, leading a unicorn cohort to help them get back to Rokugan. And somehow, this just feels right. I'm going to recover two strife off of that. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the caravan as mostly with uh, Richie right here. Um, okay. Yeah. As you're trying to draw them in, you might as well use the bait of your, uh, of the main bulk of the, uh, the army as it were there. Okay. So, uh, that is you guys. All right. That was the first round. We are going to go into the second round. Um, You know, I guess we should have also figured out what who what was each other's focuses and whatnot for our full initiative to figure out who was actually higher initiative or not last round. But I don't uh, think you you need that actually. Uh, it never says it. Do we not add? Do we not add it? We just make the command. It was just the basic command check. Maybe that's why I didn't even say it then. All right, fair yeah. enough. Good to know. Uh, well then, in that case, um, it is. Yeah, their action is just to move on. Uh, with that first round. So second round, your initiative is still superior, which means that uh, we determine whether you want to move first or whether you want to go second, right? Uh, yes, and we will continue to act first. All right, you'll continue to act first. And what order would you like to do? What's your order of operations for your cohorts? Uh, this go around, we're going to do Gin, myself, then Monado. Sounds good. Um, we will go with uh, the... Um, so you know the cavalry cohort and then the archery uh or mounted archery cohort for the uh uh for the spear of the prophet will uh will be going in that order uh so again you may go first then it'll go to the uh melee then it'll go to uh Ricci, then it'll go to the archers and then it'll go to Minato. All right, Gin, take it away. All right. I am going to try and do a, a march again uh, to put as much distance as I can. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how I do. Um, I am going to... Go ahead and use avoid approach on this particular march because I am trying to play bait still. I, I've hung behind. Uh, I'm sacrificing to to be bait like. Um, 
whether I intentionally intended to hang behind. I don't know. But that's what we'll do this time. Okay? All right. And I'm still in open terrain? You are in open terrain. You are on the road. Okay. I had to get two successes. I got two successes, a strife and an opportunity. I will choose a ring other than void. I will choose uh, water and to reduce the TN of my next check if by one if it uses that ring. So I'll pick water um, with my opportunity. And I am pushing through this uh, confining terrain that's ahead of me and onto the open terrain on the other side. Um, trying to weave my way down this road and get to get to where I need to be. Well, uh, as a note, uh, so so that's um, that's still within the same zone right there. There's just two overlapping. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. uh, one would be if you went to move up one more zone, that would be one movement. Okay. So that's one. And then if you'd like to go to any other zone kind of adjacent to that, you can. All right. It was a funky shaped zone. I wasn't sure. It was. So. It was. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I will act act from there, I suppose. Yeah. No, you uh, you make a good time. Now that you're finally getting used to being in the saddle again and with a horse that is much faster and, uh, let's say, uh, less uh, stubborn and ornery than the one you might be uh, used to uh, uh, working with, uh, you're able to finally make... Uh, um, some real, some real good movement as you just kind of put your uh, your heels into it, and uh, everyone with you uh, starts to uh, make great time, and you are now well ahead of uh, everyone else uh, down the uh, down the path here. All right, easy squeezy comes the cavalry boys. Um, that's their action. I mean, the, the, unfortunately, uh, to assault is a, a movement uh, and attack action, so they can't do both uh, even in water if they wanted to. So they just move in uh, and and whatnot. So that's them. All right, uh, Ricci. Okay, uh, we're going to switch on over to our Earth Dance, and we shall fortify this location with a reposition. Or, I'm sorry, a reinforce, not reposition. Yep, yep. A so uh, what that's looking like is uh, the enemy cavalry is charging in and we've started to form up kind of like a reversed V. Uh, so they're kind of getting brought in. In order to engage us, they're having to come into our uh, actual formations here. Got it. Yeah. So, I like it. Uh, so we're kind of setting up and, and uh, bracing ourselves for a charge, even though we're also on horseback. So it's it's looking sure. a little, little awkward. <laughs> Picking them into a into a funnel, yeah, I like it. Yeah, you're yep. gonna the further they get, the further they get to, if they want to assault, they're gonna wind up having to be attacked on multiple sides. Yeah, I like that. Yep. yep. And uh, the other side is that we're also going to be hanging down a little bit lower so that our friends over in this elevated range can uh, shoot down upon the enemy. Got it. So this fortification with this reinforce is a TN two tactics. Okay, so the result of that check, uh, we got four successes and one strife. Uh, it actually worked out fairly well. Uh, so the strife is understandably fine there. Uh, so what that does is it gives any attack action targeting this cohort is increased by one 
plus one for an additional uh, two successes or two bonus successes. So anything that targets us is going to be increased by two. And we're in that confining terrain. So only uh, they have to, to come into us. They cannot move through us. Yes, they cannot. They cannot run around. Uh, there's there's no place else for them to go. Uh, they have to they have to hit you or uh, go around you. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, with that, we move into the second Kamaris cohort, which is an archer cohort, which is going to make an assault action against you. Um, and so you say that it went up by two. So it's a T and four that they have to hit now. Correct. That's uh, a little rough. They're not even in good terrain for that. Why do you do that? Um, Strategy. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. What stance are you in? You are in Earth, you said, Earth. right? Although I don't know if there's any crits in this one. No, because there's no crits on, there's no opportunities on assault. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, so then it doesn't really matter. Uh, they will go to fire stance. They got to hit that four if they can. Oh, no, because it won't work unless they hit four anyway. They have to hit the four. Yeah. Four anyways. Well, this way, if they hit the four, they're going to hit the four big. Um, See, ideally, what I should have done is gone into air stance and done the same thing. Right, because uh, then it would have been five, which is ridiculous. The mounted archers of the Kamaris take aim and let loose with just a horrendous torrent of arrows. And it's like every single shot seems to find their mark as they wind up with uh, four successes, but five strife on a fire check, giving them nine total successes of five bonus successes. Um, they wind up doing seven attrition worth of damage to you in this uh, opening salvo of uh, of arrows. They they take a, a they take five strife. It is definitely not an insubstantial thing. They pay a cost for this uh, uh, for this maneuver, uh, but um, they will put two strife onto Ricci, and then uh, they will spend another one to. Increase the T end of the next check they make before the end of the next scene if it doesn't include them as a target. And then they'll spend one to reduce the strife they took on this action by one. So they'll only take four instead of five. And uh, that's us. Monado, it goes to you. All right. So using the advantage that the height is giving them, they are going to order their cohort to just unleash a volley of arrows into the adjacent zone and um because Ricci's forces have taken uh sort of defensive positions and the few remaining buildings they're just going to pelt the arrow the area with arrows and the hopes that all of their comrades are going to be nice and secure and defended and just rain hell down on their enemies i like it all right so, because you're on elevated terrain, that's going to give you, I believe, a minus one TN to your ranged attacks. Uh, so it's a TN2, which becomes a TN1 um, command check to uh, do the assault action. But I think it goes back up to TN2 because I'm attacking one zone away. Um, let me double check to make absolutely sure, but that might be correct. 
That is correct. Uh, archers, uh, under the battle zone rule, uh, while in elevated terrain, this cohort can perform assault actions targeting cohorts in an adjacent zone, increasing the TN of the check by one. However, while performing an assault action targeting a cohort in an adjacent zone, this cohort cannot fulfill the following strategic objectives. Capture position, cut off the head, seize victory. It can still contribute momentum points to these objectives, it just cannot be the one the action to complete them. You need boots on the ground to actually complete, but uh, yeah, uh, you you uh, have to. So it goes uh, down by one, up by one. So yeah, you just maintain a T and two to shoot one zone away and uh, let loose hell on them. I'm fine with that. Loose. Oh, and I'm going to do this in water. Okay. Oh, uh, real quick, Richie, you actually were in um, defensive terrain, were you not? We're in uh, confining, uh, but you're all no, but you're also uh, in a, a fortification, as it were, for the defensive terrain. Like I said, for that uh, area, the the confining terrain uh, is is a feature that does this. Uh, actually, uh, so you you reduced the attrition you took by one, so you actually took six instead of seven. Oh, perfect. Yeah, uh, it matters because that also means that they accrued six momentum towards their goal because it's per a point of attrition that you took. Yeah. So uh, it does matter. So yeah, it's good to good to keep it up on what the what the number is there. All right, I will get two successes, one strife, and one advantage. Uh, I'm sorry, how many successes? Two. Two successes. Hey, that's uh, what you needed. So that's mm-hmm. going to do. I think your attrition equal to your ranks in command. I only have two ranks in command. That's all right. That's still two two casualties out of eighty. <clears throat> um, and I forget. Does that uh, get you guys momentum for this, or what is the momentum uh, condition for uh, uh, pull to draw them in again? We have to be targeted by an attack and suffer three or fewer casualties. Got it. Okay. Uh, additionally, for every accepted challenge that is made, uh, that also uh, gives us a momentum. And it's a challenge either uh, given or received, specifically. And how many um, momentum do you need for that one again? I'm sorry. We need their vigilance. So in this regard, four. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah, we haven't gotten any points, though, because we just suffered a, the a first large one attack. Was, the the yeah. first one was a big one, yeah. All right. Yeah, that was kind of the idea was going in fortifying so that we take as few casualties oh, as possible to absolutely. build up that uh yeah. Oh well. Did not, did not expect my to uh to to come out swinging as as big as it was there. Yeah. All right. you got to swing back. Mhm. I imagine Monado as represented through what's going to happen with the strife here is going through a lot emotionally cuz he'll get one strife from this, which I imagine is probably him doing danger close firing into his friends. And then I will use my opportunity, because we're in water, to remove two strife, thus feeling vindicated that he seemed to have caused no friendly casualties. Uh, But I'm also soft-hearted, and then it will just sort of dawn on him that he just had a group of men fire (laughs) to another group of men. (laughs) And it's responsible for probably a few people not coming home today. So he'll gain a strife, lose two strife, and then gain three strife. But he'll gain a void point. And I will gain a void point. That'll get you up there, yeah. All right. Looking dicey for old Monado up there uh, on the strife uh, counter. Okay. Uh, Well, I think that is the end of our round of combat. With that, the caravan is going to uh, move 
uh, down the uh, the road between uh, all three of you there. Uh, as a note, okay. the enemy can't go around uh, Ricci, so uh, or can't go through Ricci, and so even if they wanted to chase you guys down, they can at this point. I'm Robert or Bayushi Shinichi, your host and narrator, thanking you once again for listening. Remember to catch new episodes every Monday. If you want to catch them early or are looking for more bonus content, please consider becoming a supporting member of the Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. I am Tyler, and I've been playing Akoto Ricci. You can find me on my personal accounts on Twitter, at Churcher Games, or on Twitch, also as Churcher Games. You can find the show on the web at courtgamespod.com, on social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram under Fortune and Strife, and on Twitter at L5RFNS. If you would like to contact us, you can email the show at fortuneandstrife at gmail.com. This is Jeannie, a.k.a. Kikita Kaori, and also known as, at least today, Doji Gen. You can find me at my blog at the Winter Garden of the Kikita website, along with helpful materials for the RPG, and also on Twitter at White Veils or on Facebook. If you like, I am also found on the Court Games RPG podcast as a writer for Emerald Legacy, or check out The Table is Yours for fiction readings of the FFG stories. Hi there, I'm Eric Schock, and I will be guesting as Ide Minato. This has been Fortune and Strife, a Court Games production in association with D20 Radio Network and the Rokugana Historical Society. D20 Radio, your gamers' role. (laughs) www.d20radio.com